Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where my ex-cop dad and I try to defuse the toxic emotional gunk that we leave ourselves drenched in. Every week, talking about the worst true crimes in Australian history. Dad, this morning I ran off and got three MRIs. Have you ever done an MRI? It's with one of the big ticking machines. I love the ticking machine. Do you? Um, it's it's. I had one. That only did one tick though. That's not going to do much. Have you had uh, Have you had any scans recently? Have you done that parent thing where you have had a major health problem and not wanted to bother me about it? I've had no major health problems, Paul. (laughs) Okay. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Right. It's Why like not? the Japanese. The Japanese, they're very good. They don't even tell. Are you aware of this fact, Paul? That it's incredible, but it's something. It's quite bizarre, and some of the listeners may or may not know about this. But, for example, partners, yeah, any combination, yeah, go to hospital. One is about to die of terminal cancer. Uh huh. The doctor does not. They have a rule in Japan. They don't tell the person who's dying that he's fucked. What? Yep. Fact. They don't tell. Never tell them. Where do you hear this? Mate, trust me. A ye of little faith. You googling it, are you? Yep. Oh God, Paul. (laughs) Paul, every single time you've ever googled my facts, they turn out to be spot on. There is. Nothing coming up here. That doesn't mean Jack diddly so, squat. So, listeners, Dad thinks that in Japan, if you're think... dying, the doctors don't tell you. They don't. What are you? What the fuck are you talking Paul, about, mate? I'm telling you. That they no, no. I'm sorry. If you are dying, a doctor, regardless of what country, is going to. Where, they where don't like you... to upset the patient. Dad, they ha- they have to tell you. No. This no. is the this is this is the stupidest thing you've ever said on the show. That's a big call, Paul. It's pr- that's extraordinarily stupid. That's it's not. It, look, it's not. They don't like where, to upset the the person who's dying. Dad, where did you hear this? Heard it. Read it in a in a um. In well, a what? Okay, well I can tell you this much. A pamphlet did, handed I, to you by a man in a tinfoil hat. Where did you hear this, Paul? I actually had a friend who did wear a tinfoil hat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's. That's, let's don't, you know, let's don't go there. Seriously, where did you hear this? I read it in a, um, a well, it could have even been in a medical journal. A medical journal? Yep. I say could have been. It wasn't. But I can tell you what newspapers in Australia it wasn't, because <laughs> I don't read a lot of newspapers. I, I mean, I'm fairly judicious, although I must admit 
having coffee a few days ago, I did glance over at a particular tabloid to catch the uh, the headline. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't I don't read papers o- online. I do, but um, hang on a sec. Let's wind back to the okay. So this all started because of the. MRIs that I had this morning, which you've not asked me about, by the way, you've not said, "Are you okay?" You don't. You haven't even asked what they're for. Um. So you had three, uh, <laughs> Paul. That's technically not correct. What you do you had mean? one MRI. No, I actually had one. They removed me from the machine, reset it up again, again. Okay, it was three. Cool. That's yeah. a lot. How, how do you handle the the extreme? I mean, bearing in mind that that is a real life torture machine. How do you disengage? Uh, well, I asked him to put on some Miles Davis, which was bad because he said, all right, do you want, do you sure you don't want anything kind of louder? And I said, no, Miles will be fine. He goes, okay. Mm. And then the noise engulfed Miles Davis. So all I heard was ticking with the occasional jazz beat, which made it sound like really bad jazz. Mm. So I don't know whether there's such thing as bad jazz. Although Trad and Dixieland I detest, but that's, that's another story. Speaking of bad Speaking of bad news. What? Have you got bad news? I got some bad news, Dad. Are you joking? This is from an article in the New York Times in 1995. So this is an outdated article. This is an old article. Apparently this is not a thing anymore. But it used to be a thing that only a quarter of Japanese doctors always told patients when they had, specifically when they had cancer. But, but, but... People are unlikely to be told that they have inoperable cancers with a poor prognosis. But this is back in 95, and apparently it's not a thing anymore. So, uh, there, so It's possible that I did glean that information back then, and I think I deserve... You've got minor. it. ...minor. Thank you. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's a fascinating article, and it's... I mean, this is a... It's a kind of footnote in an article from... Yeah, the New York Times, 1995. That is interesting. Basically, their assertion... Now, it's slightly different from what you said in that they basically, if the person is going to die, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. just if they... If, okay, so basically... Okay. Um, okay. Survey suggest only about a quarter of Japanese doctors always tell patients when they have cancer. People are especially unlikely to be told if they have inoperable cancers with a poor prognosis. Patients with a stomach cancer may be told they have nothing more than an ulcer. A 50-year-old woman named Kazuko Makino was told she had gallstones, even though her doctor suspected gallbladder cancer. The doctor recommended surgery, but Mrs. Makino was a nurse and decided she did not need an operation to remove her, uh, in quotes, gallstones. Mm. The cancer spread and Mrs. Makino died. Her family sued the hospital for malpractice, but a court rejected the claim ruling in a landmark case in 1989 that doctors need not tell cancer patients their true condition. Mm. Japanese doctors do not disclose bad news primarily because of fear that it would upset the patient and harm the prognosis. Neither side can cite statistics about whether patients live longer if they have been lied to, but even some of those who favor honesty worry about the psychological and physiological consequences if a doctor is seen as pronouncing a death sentence. Oh, fascinating. Paul. And then I, it goes on to... Yeah. <clears throat> I'm almost... I'm almost <clears throat> well, I'm not speaking from experience, <clears throat> but I would like to say that yeah. I, I'm of the opinion... Okay, mm-hmm. Dr. Norman Swan on the ABC, on the medical report, which I listen to avidly in the mornings... Sure, sure. ...before most people on the eastern states of Australia are awake. And now this is very interesting. They were talking about the over... The over sort of... Um, sort of doctors when they prescribe full body scans mm-hmm. okay yeah. there is a real dilemma should people be aware 
of every conceivable thing wrong with them? Ah, uh, that's a good question. And I, mean, I, I'm a, I'm in firmly in the camp. Yeah, that it's in Ignorance the negative. Is bliss. Correct. And there's 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 a bit of an old wives' tale, and perhaps some medicos listening could perhaps expand on this. But I have heard over the years in relation to certain types of cancer, mm-hmm. that once they open the body up and the wound, or not the wound, the, the cancer is exposed to oxygen, it can uh, accelerate the the process of, you know, racing towards the end. Now, I don't know whether that um, is, is a medical fact, but it's certainly one that I have heard espoused over many, many years. So... I think sometimes, okay, let's imagine that family, they, they wanted to sue the hospital in Japan. Okay, what happens to people that are given placebos and and they, they die? But conversely, people that are given placebos and they live. So, you know, how does one decide? I... I I'm a firm believer, and I'm sure many people agree, that the mind and our outlook and our positivity um, has a lot to do with, you know, how we how we get by. And I'm a firm believer in looking after your number one asset, i.e. yourself. Well, Dad, on that point, I'm really glad you think this way because last night, Tegan and I were watching AFL 360 because, you know, we're big AFL supporters. And one of the hosts, uh, Mark Robinson, he wasn't on the show at the start of the year and we didn't know why. And then we tuned in on Tuesday night and they were doing this special. It was a one, the one year anniversary of him surviving the heart attack that almost killed him. And he had all these people on and it was really tearful. And it was just, an, they had the surgeon on who actually performed this quadruple bypass and they showed footage of the heart beating in his chest. And it was really intense and it was really eye-opening and everyone was crying and it was very emotional. But he's, you know, he's... um in his early 50s and your dad had a uh, bypass didn't he He had a bypass Mm -hmm. operation yep yep right right and tegan was gripped by this uh conviction that she should buy both sets of parents one of these little portable defibrillators Mm. um now the reason and i thought that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard and then she kind of looked at me quizzically and she showed me some footage and some images of these things. And basically, it's a, it's a little kind of like a little traveling case. And it's very small. And it literally has a voice prompt that walks you through it. And it, it and this is the thing that movies have kind of messed me around with. It can't hurt you if you if you use it on someone who doesn't have a, a heart condition. Hmm. Does that make sense? You can't actually hmm. pull it out and defibrillate a bad guy out a window. That is not how it works. Hmm. But the um, Heart Foundation is encouraging people to effectively get a heart scan, which I think is very important, especially if you're, you know, getting on in years and if you're a man, because it affects primarily, primarily men. Mm. They cost about fifteen hundred bucks, but we we are seriously thinking about insisting that not just both its parents, but we also have one in the house. Because I swear <clears> to God, <throat> if anyone has a heart condition and they collapse, and uh, an ambulance takes more than ten minutes to get here, which given COVID is very likely. Mm. then you're you're in deep shit. Is mm. this is is this something given that you've just advocated for looking after your number one asset? But when I say it? looking after your number one asset, I mean exercise and diet and try and try and do things um in moderation. I don't so much agree with doing exercise in moderation. I like to do that. Like well, you don't do anything in moderation, do you? No. But um <laughs> but Paul, yeah. It it brings up a a plethora uh-huh. of of Q's and A's. 
but let, let's just set the scene here. Sure. Christine's leaving for Thailand tomorrow morning, and we decided to go out and have Japanese at a ramen place last night. Mm-hmm. And everything was absolutely... It's, it's beautiful. You know, we're waiting for the food to arrive, and then Tegan calls yeah. just <laughs> as we're sitting ready to eat and starts telling me that yeah. we should get a defibrillator. <laughs> There's no good time to have that talk, though, is no, there? No, but it was quite bizarre. Uh, and we were trying to figure out where on earth the two of you had sort of all of a sudden come up with this idea. Now I'm starting to get a sense. But if you've got a defibrillator at home, mm. that's okay if you have a heart attack at home. Yeah. And you have to know... I mean, I know that there are all sorts of um, safety measures built into the device... It's a great idea, but then one might then say, well, why don't you just carry it as an accessory, like a, like a shoulder bag, wherever you go? And then you can have your heart attack. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's someone around. You can sort of gesticulate and wave them over. They're going to go, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. And you'll point to the little thing and say, please use this on me now. That's... It's it's surreal. I imagine they have them on planes. In fact, I'll, I'll bet you they do. Yeah. Um, you are seeing them at more and more places. In fact, the local fruit and vegetable shop has got one at the entrance, which is interesting. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. But uh, Kerry Packer, yeah, famously had a heart attack a long time ago, and his helicopter pilot donated. Um, you know, one of the major body organs to him. And Kerry Packer was was fortunate. Um, some might, might say unfortunate, but he was fortunate in surviving. And the paramedics that rocked up, because I guess he, I hate to say this, but he was probably, in terms of priority, he was fairly high up on the list. I know that sounds terrible. And he was in a, a well-populated area. And to his amazement... And this is sort of something really good he did. He found out that um, none of the ambulances in at least Sydney had this particular device and he paid for uh, one of these devices, a defibrillator to be put into every single New South Wales ambulance out of his own money. Amazing. But cynically, uh, my father did comment, who was known for his cynicism, my father... And he said to me, ah, well, perhaps that's just so that if anything happens to Kerry Packer in the future, every single ambulance will have one of these defibrillators. Which I think so is... your, your dad was arguing that it was a selfish gesture. Correct, which I think just... is a shame. I think it's a shame to sort of have that, that, that sort of slant and that take on life. Um, because I remember um, when my father was alive, I would talk about, because I obviously with my picture hanging business with antiques, I used to deal with some beyond rich people and I'd, I'd be talking to my father about these these people and my father had this sort of it was one of his standard uh sort of you know comments in relation to me talking about some of my clients being mega wealthy and he'd look at me and he, he would regularly say he'd pause and he would say to me yes but but are they happy to which i would respond probably when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And, you know, that's kind of, that's an aside. But um, I also, Paul, uh, I had a really, really bad night's sleep. It was it was one of the worst nights sleep that I've had in a long time because sorry last night last night yeah mm-hmm. um and it's not because of Tegan's phone call was it no 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 it's look I found out yesterday and I'm happy to sort of without going into the specifics but I got a really scary phone call from my accountant mm-hmm. and he he uh you know I was at an auction house yesterday I was actually booking gear in and the staff literally saw me go into a almost a frozen catatonic state. Yeah. And I grabbed a piece of paper off one of the staff and I started scribbling numbers while I'm in front of all these people at this auction house. And it was one of those moments where I I felt quite ill because I realised uh, that I'd sold a parcel of shares and they're going to incur a capital gain and people will be going, so what? But I... It's a fair bit of money, and I it freaked me out. So I'm just setting up this very quick story, Paul. Sure, sure. So I've got all these sort of dramas, then about to have dinner, and this could be related where, you know, Tegan talks about the defibrillator, and Christine's leaving tomorrow, and it's shit weather. <clears throat> so I go to bed pretty early. I go to bed early, I guess, probably around about 9 o'clock every night. And around about 1 in the morning, we have got this, and some of the listeners may recall that we have some neighbours that are just... Look, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but this particular woman, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know whether she's dropping chunks of iron on on the concrete floor or whether she's... Because she's pretty pumped, so she may be doing bodybuilding at one or two in the morning Mm -hmm. with weights. Uh, She's she's 
you can hardly see her if ever you get to see her because she's a blur because she moves so quickly uh you know like a pinball in a machine and she is completely fucking insane and i thought at one stage she was a school teacher uh, that opens up a can of worms uh she has some crazy friends over bearing in mind we've been putting up with this for three years she's the mad bird feeder okay now the bird situation has ceased because of christine's amazing letter she wrote to the agents Mm -hmm. but this problem and so at one this morning i'm listening to these really really loud noise and of course once i'm awake i'm thinking do i or don't i and i could feel the like a pressure cooker and i'm debating i'm having this this argument it's like having you know the goody and the baddie either side of you sort of sitting on either shoulder yeah and they're kind of one says go up and kick the door in the other says what do you what why you just lie there and cop it and then i just was so and then of course at that time of the morning you start to think about all the other shit things yeah and they all seem all problems are magnified i think we'll all agree in the wee hours and then i went into a deep sleep and I had the most extraordinary dream, Paul, where Christine and I went upstairs and it's I genuinely thought this was I thought I was awake. So I really in my dream I thought I'm trying to sort of explain that it was as though I was actually doing it. Right. Knocked on her door. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she was having a party. I've never been into her place. I've sort of She's opened the door occasionally and I get a sense, but it's always dimly lit with lots of candles. It's kind of slightly sort of trippy. Is this the dream? But, yeah, but this is the dream, but I didn't know it was a dream. Oh, okay. And this is all to do with this crazy woman. So I'm lying in bed actually listening to the noise, then I drift off and then I actually have almost a waking dream where I, in my dream perhaps to cope with this trauma... I've gone upstairs with Christine, she's opened the door, and then I look inside and I see these six-foot-high tulips. Now, they're not real. They're just sort of papier-mâché tulips. And she invites us in, and there are these really weird people dressed unusually. And then, in real life, on the right-hand side of her apartment, if you were to look through that um, the wall, it's a big drop down onto the concrete driveway. But in the dream... There was a door, and I walked out the door into the most extraordinary and very, very steep, super green jungle. And (laughs) it was at about 50 degrees, so it's really, really steep. It was the most extraordinary, deep, vivid green. And you could not see, even though I knew that I was in a suburb, you couldn't see any other signs of housing or apartments but there was this main road behind the jungle but i realized that no one on the road could see into this extraordinary private jungle and then i looked up and i saw two semi-evolved creatures kind of human with very very shiny large foreheads and they were looking down at me and all of a sudden I left that dream and I was on a horse racing in a race and we came to one of those hurdles but it was actually quicksand and my horse 
got stuck in the quicksand and I was just sinking. And then, and I thought about the dream this morning and it all ties in. With the tax thing. With the tax thing. And what happened then, I had an opportunity because I've had some, I've done a lot of quoting with antiques lately and I've missed out on quite a few, which has kind of really got me down. And then uh, I bought this estate and I bought a collection of old books and somehow or other, Anne wrote to me and said it's going to cost $50 million because of the state the world's in at the moment to transport the books to America. And then I ended up in this kind of really weird, sad, sort of depressing camp yeah. with these sort of portable little houses that have been put together. And it was, and then I, someone took me showed me that the bathrooms and the toilets which are really depressing it was sort of like a a future world um sort of portable camp with demountables and then i looked up and i saw this antique shop that had been set up sort of and anyway look it was very very full-on and it's unusual i think to have such intense vivid dreams so soon after an event yeah so that was my um, that was my night, and I was pretty messed up. It's a combination of all kinds of stresses that you have. You know, you talk about the neighbor stuff all the time with the birds and the noises. But look, when you told myself and the listeners the story of how you reacted to the uh, to getting the message about the tax bill, mm. and I know the amount, and it's really upsetting. Like that is a genuine stress-inducing moment that would put you under pressure. I, I swear to God, I thought if you had had some sort of heart attack as a response, it would have been A, a reasonable response, because that shit is scary. And B, I think it kind of accentuates my point. You know, I don't want anything ever happening to anyone I care about. So mm-hmm. please, Dad, we, you know what? We're going to get the, we are going to get the defibrillator. Um, the irony is, of course, it will cost money, and money is. Obviously, a, a constant source of stress for people um, these days. So, mm, mm. but you're okay. Otherwise, oh, yeah. I no, mean, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm awesome, and I'm, I'm stoked. And I'm actually something yeah. really exciting. Depending mm-hmm. on a positive, is that I, I'm working on two really big quotes at the moment. Lovely. Uh, and one of the quotes that I did yesterday, this amazing mother and daughter in a suburb nearby. You're buying a mother and daughter. I don't think that's legal. No, no. But hear me out. Sure. I've just got a message from. And they've flown in from South Africa, and I'm going to read the message. It's, it's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Good morning, John. I'm just waiting for my one brother to give us the go-ahead. In brackets, he's been away, and I didn't realize he's only back this morning, South African time. Hang on, are you allowed to read someone else's private correspondence with you? Yeah, on the yeah, show? She's, this is great. I'm just saying, she said, I'll get back to you by this evening. Have a great day, Danny. P.S. Get ready for this. This is no bullshit, everyone. We bought one book yesterday and ordered the other one. That's the book and books referred to as loose units. Oh, the books I read. And electric blue. Okay, sure. that's lovely. All because I do promote. I go hard, Paul. Thank you. Because you know you've heard me in in the back of an Uber. But by the time we get to a destination, even if it's only thirty second trip, Dad's ardent wish is that everybody buys my books. And no, I mean, and, and, and I'm quite i I'm quite surprised as as uh, might I say um, the organisation mm-hmm. that that manage. You know, behind the scenes, um, the podcast, Acast. 
Yes, wonderful and, people. And they've been in touch recently, as you will attest to, Paul, and mm-hmm. they stated something that they felt was brilliant and unusual. And that is that, that our numbers have gone up. So we are doing something against the trend where we're really garnering lots and lots of new listeners, which is bloody exciting. Yeah. And, you know, I get a lot of messages from people all over the world, and it's bloody awesome. And I got a message that I haven't read to you that I'll... It's from a, a listener that um, is joining um, uh, the Fire Brigade as a direct result of of our stories. Yeah. Which is touching, wonderful. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, look, I'm, I, lo- I love the Thursdays. They're good for debriefing. It's so good. It's so good to... Con- and look, it just... I know this turned into a bit of a PSA, but yeah, we do actually think everyone should get a heart check and... Just consider getting a defibrillator, please. If any of you had a heart attack, I mean, it would really upset us. Uh, well, I think that's about all the time we have for this week. Um, can I just very, very quickly, because we do have to go. I I cannot recommend highly enough that you all go and watch Columbo. I mean, just go back and watch Columbo, the uh, the classic crime series that started back in 1971. I, I, I mean, it's on Apple. The first few seasons are on Apple TV right now. I started watching. I'm in deep. I've gotten Dad back onto it. He, you know, obviously seen them when he was younger. But yeah, watch Columbo. And um, uh, a quick shout out to Seth Romatelli, who is a very wonderful uh, podcaster and broadcaster from the states. He does a show called Ah oh, Yeah Dude, and he and I are basically talking each other through this sort of weird Columbo Renaissance. So yeah, get on it, Columbo. It's mm. absolutely incredible. Awesome. Um, and yeah. Paul, did you see my little um, my latest film on Instagram? Yep. Dad's latest film is incredible. I mean, genuinely incredible. Highly recommend you hopping on it. You're very sweet, Paul. Yeah, it's really weird as well and uh, in the best possible way. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. It's been absolutely bonkers as usual. Have a great weekend, everyone. And uh, don't forget, head across to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, tell people about the show, and we will see you soon for more Loose Units. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.